In this week's episode, I am chatting with Krista Lockwood from Motherhood Simplified about decluttering and her story of how she first discovered the power of decluttering. It is quite something because she basically had to go from one corner of North America to the other corner of North America for a move with three kids in tow and purge everything she owned in Alaska over four weeks before she arrived in Florida and could only take what fit in a suitcase. So her transformation was quite extreme, but what she learned in the process and how she became really intentional about allowing things back in has allowed her to develop a system that she can now share with moms to help them declutter, simplify. And it's not about getting rid of everything you own like she did, but it's about being intentional and understanding how this can impact your life in a really, really positive way. It's a super great chat and I can't wait for you to hear it. Here we go. Welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp. In each episode, I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Krista, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hello. Thank you. I love being around the fire. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Campfire chats are the best. Can yes. you start by introducing yourself and who you're a mom to? Yes. Okay. So I am Krista. I'm a mom of five. Um, we have, we basically have two sets of kids. We have three <laughs> older kids um, who are nine, 11, and 14. And then we have two little ones who are one and three. And I currently, this is 2020, I'm homeschooling and I always, yeah, I always said I wanted to do it. My older kids never wanted to do it Mm. and it's going. And I look back on my former self and was like, what, what did I want to (laughs) do? This isn't as easy as I thought it was. (laughs) Well, but you also like you're homeschooling three kids fine, but you have toddlers in the mix. So that like, if it was just the older set of kids, as you say, then you'd probably be able to manage it. Right. But then you have little people running around and that you really, really have to keep an eye on. So, yeah, it is. And that is, that is exactly why it's hard. And that's Mm -hmm. why the last three months we've been, we have finally found our rhythm and what works. Thank you to all of the new companies that are innovating and coming up with education solutions for (laughs) Yeah. So now are you running, I know this isn't the topic we're going to talk about, but I'm just curious, are you running your own curriculum homeschool or are you guided by what would have been your kid's school? Um, So we decided to go rogue because Mm. love our school district. We moved here for the school district, but we kind of saw that they were trying and it was still unpredictable. So we decided Mm. our own for the year, just while we figured things out. And um, so I was doing my own curriculum and it's a, that's a, that is a full-time job. Oh yeah. And I was ambitious and naive <laughs> as we um, all were back in March, yes, right? the color coded exactly. charts. And everything. Yeah. <laughs> so ambitious, so naive. And, um, 
bought some curriculum. I didn't spend a whole lot, but you know, I, I bought enough and realized like, okay, this is not sustainable with five. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we do, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like plugging them. I don't have any codes or anything. I just use them time for learning.com. Okay, cool. It does it online and it goes along with the curriculum that they would be doing at school so that they're not falling behind when they do go back to school. Awesome. And now everyone's needs are met. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit, you mentioned that that would be a full-time job, but you actually have a business, which we are going to talk about today. So can you explain a little bit about that? Yes. So I am the founder of Motherhood Simplified and it is the story basically of how my family and I moved from Alaska to Florida. My husband and I are originally um, born and raised in Alaska. And in 2013, he woke up one day and was like, what would you think if we just like moved to a big city? And he's an entrepreneur. Okay. It's like, and then I just dominated my business. And I was like, okay, like nobody, <laughs> nobody does that. But the next week he had a flight to Florida to interview for this position and then accepted the job on the spot. And then like, oh my gosh, I know. Um, and then a month later we were living in Florida. So at the time we were, that's a big shift. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge. I looked literally like from one corner <laughs> to the other corner. That's insane. Yeah. As far as it could possibly go with still being in the United States. Exactly. Um, so yeah, he went and did that and, um, he came back to get a suitcase of clothes <laughs> And then flew back there and got us a house in a car. And I stayed back and got rid of all of our stuff because we didn't have enough money to ship it to us. Wow. Um, And at the time, I was also the owner of a small preschool where I had about seven students. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, So I had to get rid of everything in my school, which was about a thousand square feet. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was insane. Um, and we didn't want to keep our stuff in storage up there because that was one of the, you know, things that we had considered of like, we can keep mm-hmm. and ship it. But when we were pricing it out, we we're like, okay, so, you know, $150 a month for a storage unit. Mm-hmm. We were pretty broke. You know, we were young parents who had children when we were young. Um, mm-hmm. I was 24, I think. And we had three kids at that point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Uh, so, and then, you know, we had priced out the cost of shipping stuff from Alaska to Florida, Mm -hmm. 10 to $15,000. And we're like, this stuff is not worth that much to us. Like Mm -hmm. we'll do some couches and some beds (laughs) and start over. And that's what we did. And so I got rid of all of our stuff that we had ever owned in about four weeks while working 10 hour days with my three kids. Um, and yeah, but, and so, I mean, that's the story. That's how it happened. Right. And then so you literally had to figure out motherhood simplified because you yeah. went from a full life of everything to nothing except yes. you and the kids and your husband. Yeah. And, um, I, I didn't realize it because I, you know, I was a young mom and I was still a pretty new mom, mm-hmm. um, but I was so overwhelmed by laundry and dishes, mm. toys and constant messes and, just never able to catch my breath and constantly, you know, upset with my husband for not helping with the dishes or mm-hmm. clean up the stuff or 
being frustrated with my kids because their toys were everywhere all the time, even though they were two, four and six, you know, right. <laughs> um, and that wasn't their fault, but I was just in that cycle that a lot of moms are in of like mm-hmm. today messes bog you down and they really weigh on you. And so when we got to Florida and we didn't have all that stuff, life got super easy. And I thought it was because I had gone from Alaska, cold, dark, <laughs> yeah, like long winters to living 10 minutes from the beach. And I was right. like, this is the best. My life is amazing. Everything's so easy. And that was part of it. But the biggest part of it was that I I didn't have all of that stuff mm-hmm. anymore. I didn't have the messes. Like it was the craziest thing because I had my own business in Alaska and made pretty good money. Um, and had to move when we moved to Florida, I ended up having to get two teaching positions for about $10 an hour each. Wow. Um, and you know, those are very long days of like 6am to about 7pm Yeah. at home. And I could just relax. Like it, it was so weird. And I thought it was being by the beach and I can look back and realize that it was because we decluttered very extremely, right. I don't recommend mm-hmm. that route, but right. Um, it's been seven years now of my home being easy to manage my, mm-hmm. in my home, like my kids just clean up their stuff and the dishes are taken care of. I haven't been behind on laundry since 2013. That's amazing. Yeah. And we have five kids. So, and now we live in the Midwest. So, you know, right. all of the seasons in a day, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So it's not that, you know, they only wear swimsuits right? or whatever. It's because we've simplified everything inside of our home so that instead of my house feeling like just another form of work, Mm -hmm. actually a place that's easy to be in. Amazing. And so, oh, I have a lot of questions. Let me pick one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I know it, I mean, it's about being intentional about what you allow back in once you go to sort of ground zero, but what about for now you have made this into a business to help moms simplify their lives, declutter as necessary. So how, because not everybody's going to move from one corner of the continent to the other, like you went right over Canada, like you you went all the way down. (laughs) So they're not going to have to purge their entire life and they're not going to want to in a lot of cases. So how do you help moms simplify and achieve that simplified life with never being behind on laundry? Um, in a comfortable way so that they, you know what I mean? So that they're open to it and that they can sustain it because part of it is you've developed a lifestyle with the stuff you have, you've accumulated the stuff you have and it's just there. So now it, it has to be sustainable to keep it simple. Right. So how do you, how do you help moms do that? Yes. So I actually have, well, I have a podcast with a lot of support and I have Mm. blogs. All of my podcasts are also blogs. So you can either listen or read. Nice. I have created a course decluttering simplified. That is a four week plan to declutter your entire home. And the reason that it's four weeks is because I literally like did my whole entire home in four weeks and it was a lot. And Mm -hmm. I, the process is the same. And if I can do literally everything down to what fits into a suitcase and four with my three kids and working full time, um, moms can do it in a way that feels good to them. Cause I don't recommend going that extreme. Like, no, like having things and stuff. If you are watching this on a video, 
I'm in my basement and we have like a home gym in our basement. Right. So we like, we like to have things. I don't think the point is to get rid of all of your stuff that just mm-hmm. happened the way that I discovered the magic of decluttering. Got it. So I do have a four week plan that I take you through systematically. That is the same process of how I did it. I went through and did like a, what I call a surface declutter first, mm-hmm. right? Got rid of the easiest things first, you know, the things, a lot of the stuff in our homes are trash. Um, things with broken pieces, missing pieces, um, just old and worn out. So those are the first things that I did. And what happens when you do that is the rest of the stuff like in the closets or under the bed or in the drawers start to come back out to the surface. Mm -hmm. So after we do that surface declutter, I walk you through doing the bathrooms and the kitchens because those are simple. There's not a whole lot of like sentimental things or like Mm -hmm. stuff in the kitchen or the bathroom usually. And then I take you through the bedrooms and the living spaces. And then after you have all those things cleared out, we move into the things like your storage or your basement or your garage and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it's good. I have a framework that I follow to give you the exact steps to walk you through um, a sequential order so that mm-hmm. you have to do is check it off the list. Nice. Um, because I mean, decluttering in itself is very simple. All mm-hmm. your is getting rid of your excess stuff, mm-hmm. but we are humans. <laughs> it gets complicated because we worry about just in case or what if, or mm-hmm. we see how much money we spent on this stuff, or right? Gifted to us. Um, and we feel guilty for getting rid of it. Um, and when we have kids, we're like, we don't want to get rid of their toys. They're going to be right. upset. Um, so by having that sequential, you know, those steps to just mark off, it gives you the space. Mm-hmm. And I have an amazing community of moms who've done it too, so that you can process those emotions and be like, okay, somebody like, give me permission to let this stuff go or (laughs) I'm not the only one that feels like this. Totally. Yeah. So that's amazing. Everything in four weeks, you can Mm -hmm. transform your home in four weeks. Okay. So it's, is it just about getting rid of stuff or is it also, um, reorganizing and putting systems in place because like that's also part of the problem, right? Is it feels cluttered because you don't have the right solutions? Yes. So they do go hand in hand. And Mm -hmm. I, so, um, after you get through the four week plan, I have these bonus courses that unlock Mm -hmm. um, a toy course so that you can master the toys and toy organization and then close and close organization and then maintenance and general organizational solutions, um, because they do go together. But what I see most often is that moms are seeking organizational, organizational solutions, um, especially with things like the home edit show that just came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wants like the pretty bins and the right. <laughs> yeah. And those are great, but they're, they're tricky. They're tricky mm-hmm. because you can't organize your clutter. And the problem with for most moms is that they are trying to shift it around and they're trying to put it into boxes and bins and sort it. And you do need to do that, but you have to declutter first and you have Mm -hmm. to get manageable amount before you even know what kinds of solutions you need. And we have a thing actually in the motherhood simplified community called the empty bin club. Because Mm. when people go through the program, I tell them like, you, I know you want to buy the bins. Just trust me and wait at least four weeks and then do it. And what happens is that these moms have stacks and stacks of bins and shelves 
and even sometimes pieces of furniture that they don't need anymore because mm-hmm. they stuff and now they have space. And then they go and reward themselves with like the pretty, you know, rainbow boat bins or whatever that they right. want. Um, but you, I really do believe that you do need to declutter first. Other well, that makes a lot of sense. Otherwise you've got empty bins yeah. because you don't have the yeah. stuff. Once you've decluttered, you don't need the bins yeah. as much. Right. And if you have the bins, I've always said, it's like closet space. If you have closet space, you will fill it. So yeah. if you have the bins, you'll find stuff to put in them. Yes. And there is like a, a serious, like identity thing that happens with moms in their bins when they're empty. And they're like, you want, you, I have to, you, I can get rid of these. I'm like, what am I going to do with them? And I'm like, you can, you can get rid of them, save your favorite ones, yeah. but if you have them. You're going to fill them up. And then yep. you're, and that's not, it's not to say that bins are bad or that you shouldn't have bins, but if you do have 20 empty bins, you're going to go out and buy stuff to put in them. And then you're going to get recluttered, right? Which is kind of what you were asking at the beginning is like mm-hmm. stuff, but then what? And I think the, the most powerful thing for me when we left all of our stuff was mm-hmm. we had wasted things that nobody would buy. I yeah. had garage sales three weekends in a row. And I was like basically begging people to just take my stuff for free because it was one less trip I had to make to, you know, the Salvation Army. Yeah. And nobody would take it. Nobody wanted it. And um, I think when you do actually declutter and, and you go and do it like through the four-week plan or however it is that you do it mm-hmm. and much actually was never used or wanted or wasted. You don't go back to it. Um, you don't reclutter and you're much more mindful moving forward. So mm. yes. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. What do you think was the, like, I'm trying to, I'd love to know what your life looks like now, as far as stuff, like, do you have capsule wardrobe or like, are you, how do you handle kids toys? Like they want things and maybe you like it's Christmas or it's whatever. Like, how do you handle stuff now? How does it come in? (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is a great question. So, um, I do like having stuff and Mm -hmm. I do like having nice stuff Mm -hmm. and some things. And so I, I'll talk about my kid, my, my toddler now, because I used to be um, a Montessori teacher and my one and my three-year-old are like at my favorite ages right now for all of the fun toys and things like that. And so I'll openly admit that I've, I've bought them a lot of fun stuff, but I make sure two things we have space for it. Mm. So I have a designated shelf in our living room, like for their toys, whatever fits on there is what we keep. And then they have a closet where I keep toy rotation stuff and whatever fits in there. And I mean, fits comfortably, not like just shoving it in there. Right. (laughs) Um, Is what will, is what we keep. And that's kind of how I limit limit myself. Um, One of the great things that happened too when we decluttered was I all of a sudden became the kind of person who liked a budget and Mm. stick to it. Um, so those are the two ways, like, does it actually fit in our home? Does it fit in the spaces that we have? And do we have the budget for it? Um, and we don't really buy much outside of like birthdays and holidays. Okay. I have five kids. So there's a lot of birthdays. Yeah. Um, but it makes it so that when we get to those moments, like we can splurge and we can, Mm. we can go crazy. Um, it's our version of, you know, splurging and going crazy. Right. Right. Um, I don't feel bad about it. And it's November when we're recording this and coming up into Christmas. So mm-hmm. whenever this know that like start decluttering now, 
because right. you get to the birthdays and you're going to get to the Christmas and you're going to be filled with dread and, you know, you're going to be like not looking forward to it and mm-hmm. worrying about it and obsessing about it and trying to figure out how to tell people don't buy us stuff or freaking out over the messes instead of being able to actually enjoy your Christmas morning. Right. Totally. Um, I I find when we're purging the kids toys or helping them clean their rooms or whatever it is and getting rid of a ton of stuff, it always leads to the email or the text to the grandparents saying, please stop buying things. Like it's just because there's just so much that comes in. And like my mom eventually be like, oh, I found this little pouch. Does Hannah want it? And I say, no, like, like, don't. it's like, you keep it in your house. Yeah. Yes. And I'll be honest too and say that that still happens. Like mm-hmm. I still am like, they really send that. I'm not going to say specifically because right. gonna, like, <laughs> I'll just say that we were gifted a ball pit with 600 balls. And I oh, was good like, God. are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> and my kids love it. So I'm happy that they love it. But right. I do not want this. <laughs> no, no. But because I have decluttered everything else and my house is manageable, it's not like the straw that broke my back like it would have been. Right. Back in the day. Right. Um, so it does give you margin. That's what I think one of the biggest things that decluttering does is gives you margin. It gives you margin in accepting gifts from well-meaning family and friends, um, margin in your time, margin mm-hmm. in your energy. Um, you and I have a mutual friend, Shelly, who's going mm-hmm. through things. And she's talked about that, how like decluttering her home has given her so much margin and being able to take care of her family and herself when a real crisis happens. Yeah. And a lot of times we're keeping so much stuff for just in case. And what if not realizing that the real crises that happen is that the crises, crises, crises. I think that's right. Crises. I think think that's right. (laughs) Yes. Let's go. When 2020 happens. Yeah. You're not reaching for that pile of stuff, right? Yeah. What you're looking for is your family and your friends and support and oftentimes like financial resources mm-hmm. from a pile of stuff, right? A pile of stuff is not the same as having money in your bank. Yeah. And most of the time it doesn't come back to you in the form of money anyway, because everyone's drowning in their own stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good point. It's such a good point. I mean, I'm using we're we're we've as you said, when we're recording this, it's November, it's mid-November, and uh, there seems to be a trend of everybody's decorating for Christmas right now because everybody wants joy early, right? And so I'm actually using it as an opportunity. First of all, I use it as an opportunity when we unpack all the Christmas stuff. I do a purge of things that I'm like, this really doesn't bring me joy and I just don't want it on the tree anymore. Or, you know, I just don't have a spot for this. We've rearranged the furniture and I no longer have a spot for this thing. So I'm going to, you know, donate it or, or depending on what it is, throw it away. And then when we pack up for Christmas as well, I also um, do the same sort of exercise, but around the house, not just the Christmas stuff. I also, because I want the house completely clean before we decorate it with Christmas, I use that as an opportunity to as well. I mean, and I haven't purged as much as I would like to, um, the kids really, I need them to purge some more things, but we did just repaint their bedrooms in the summer at the end of the summer. So that was a huge purge of everything. We got rid of a ton of stuff, bags and bags and scary things I didn't ever want to find. So, you know, like an apple, like I found um, an orange, actually, it looked like a shrunken head It was was because she hadn't been in school since March. 
<laughs> and she hadn't unpacked this particular orange from her bag yes. that she didn't eat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a shrunken head. Like it literally, looked, it was terrifying. <laughs> and yes. she went through a, a phase of styling her doll's hair with scissors. And so oh, yeah. we found bags of doll hair, yes. <laughs> which was a little terrifying. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, those are gone now. Yeah. <laughs> I got my daughter a mannequin head, like a oh, yeah. styling mannequin mm-hmm. head. And she has decided she's done with it. And it just sits in the corner of the room. And it's oh, creepy. Like, can we please get rid of this? Like, her hair is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> So I let you guys know that just so you know, like it's not to not have stuff and like right. to drive your kids. It's like so that you have margin to be like, okay, fine, you're not ready to get rid of the creepy doll head. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully one day. <laughs> yes. And hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. That's awesome. Um, yeah. so okay, so the next question is what for you when you sort of saw your life now, or at least back when you moved and started introducing things back in, what was the most transformational piece from where you'd been before? Was it the clothes? Was it the toys? Was it the kitchen? Like what was the piece that you went, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So actually this is, this is the fun part. So Mm -hmm. we moved from Alaska to Florida. It was 2013. And in between those the four years that I'm about to tell you about, we had moved several times traveling, you know, pursuing opportunities for my husband. We had moved about once a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we ended up in Idaho and I got pregnant with my now three-year-olds. Okay. I joined a due date group on Facebook, which I'm all about community and it was so much fun. And we got to know each other and be pregnant together and have our babies together. And it was about like, like a month or so, give or take, depending on when people had their babies of everybody being in the postpartum phase and it was easy for me. And I remember um, being so relaxed and Mm. thought it was because it was, you know, the fourth baby. And I was like, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't leave home for like six to eight weeks at all, unless it was like a grocery run and taking kids to and from school. I was able to nap all the time with her. um, And I had some time off from work too. I was lucky to have that, but I could nap with her when I wanted to nap with her. Um, the house was taken care of. And I remember in our due date group, um, people started doing this thing called house tours where we just were bored basically and showing right. our houses. And when it got to be my turn, everyone was like, okay, hold on a second. Like, <laughs> where's, why are your floors clean? Right? right. Like, why are your floors clean? Um, where are the messes? Like, where's all of the stuff? Like what is going on? And it was, in that moment, like that's when it clicked for me. I was like, oh, like this has just been my life now since getting, Mm -hmm. seeing my other friends' houses, which, you know, I had friends in between that point, but I think seeing it like in a video and like over and over again, saying the same things of like, what do I do with these messes? What do I do? Like, I'm so, I'm drowning. I'm struggling. Like, this is so hard. Like, how do I do this? It was, I was like, I know the solution for you guys. Just get rid of your stuff. Like that's when my life got really easy. And it was like this light moment. And then they started asking me like, wait, okay. How? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, your baby only has 10 outfits. (laughs) Like, I'm like, it's very easy to keep up on laundry when, you know, we have about, don't get, don't get caught up on the number, but you know, be give or take, we have between seven and 14 outfits, depending on like seasons and wardrobe. 
Um, and it's not really rigid. I don't just like, I'm not forceful about it. We can only have 10 outfits. Right. But that's our base range. And that's what I know gives my kids enough clothes mm-hmm. having too much, but also, you know, especially for like my preteens and my teens, it gives them room to do their thing with. Totally. Be creative. Yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. Um, without me drowning in laundry. And so I started offering solutions for them. I opened up a Facebook group for us and I was like, I'll, I'll do like little decluttering challenges for you guys. And I'll show you how to do this. And I know that you guys can get rid of it because we got rid of everything down to what fit into our suitcases and nothing bad happened. And then that was right. when I started like being able to process my story, essentially being like, I, I, I literally didn't even have a clue that decluttering was something that people did on purpose right? <laughs> until a few years ago when I, when we were in that group. So, um, that was kind of a light bulb moment of like, I, I had a baby and I had three other kids and I could take naps and I wasn't behind on my laundry mm-hmm. and my were able to manage their own toys on their themselves. And I could teach them how to do their own laundry and put their dishes away um, right. and just focus on the baby. And then we had the other baby who's now one and I will fully admit, and we're in a pandemic, right. two, two is hard. <laughs> Like it's just something else. And, um, I don't know how I, I can look back on when we had our first three kids and be like, no wonder it was so hard. Like I wasn't doing anything wrong. I wasn't doing, you know, I wasn't a bad mom. I wasn't a bad housekeeper, mm-hmm. way too much stuff, <laughs> like yeah, way too much stuff. It was impossible to manage that stuff and stay sane. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, I mean, like we have a saying with our son because, and our daughter to some extent as well, but our son, he has um, ADHD and he's on the spectrum and, and has anxiety. And so we say to him, like, how do you feel now that your room's clean? And he says, my brain feels better. And he like, he just feels so much better once his room has been cleaned. But then when he plays with everything, never puts anything away, even though we try and explain to him that that's the way to do it and things become everywhere. And then he can't process how to get started. And so then we have to start again. And so it's an ongoing process with him. And we say like, you, this isn't your fault, but you have too many things. And, but he just simply the idea around his anxiety, like of getting rid of anything. And I don't know if it's part of ADHD and ASD as well, but getting rid of anything is very stressful for him. And so it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Uh, but he simply has too many things yeah. and, you know, we're talking about, he really wants to be in percussion, um, and do the band program at school. And so it's like, we're talking about getting him a drum kit, but I have no idea because it would have to go in his room. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's an ongoing, but it, being very mindful and thinking, do we have space? Do we have budget? Do we have all those things? Right. And yeah, oh man, it's what scary. you do is important. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and on that same note, I have, I, I'm not like a child psychologist or anything, mm-hmm. but I have like guests who've come in and spoken to the community about that. And for some kids it is, it does take them a little bit longer and they mm-hmm. do have more to work through. But um, from what I've seen, cause I actually, when I was teaching in Florida too, I didn't even realize it, but um I would go in and teach teachers how to declutter their classrooms as well. Mm. Like, I know that that was a thing. I didn't, I'm like, I'm going to show you how to declutter. It was like, I'm going to go into your classroom because you're asking for help with behavior management. 
And the first step is to set up your environment. Yes. You need less stuff. Like the kids are overstimulated and they're right. Um, so we're going to reduce the stuff on your shelves, but it is helpful for the kids too. And it was the craziest thing because they would, I would do consulting and they'd be like, I don't know what to do about the behavior. I don't know what to do about the throwing and the hitting and the destruction. I'm like, I, I'm not going to give you advice for like parenting or teaching advice, right. but we can set up this classroom. And what would happen is like the classroom would just decompress and they would walk in after it was done. And they were just like, the kids were quiet and they would, they were engaged and they knew where things went. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Right. And if I could put a number on it, I would say like 80% right. compressed and, and at ease. Um, but it really, like, if it's overwhelming for you as an adult, it's much more overwhelming for the kids. And I think that's, yeah. um, and that's also why, um, I have the four week plan first. I used to sell a toy course individually, but I really do think that the adults and the parents need to do it for themselves first. Yes. They can expect or show the kids how to do it and like understand how it feels to make these kinds of decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a toy decluttering course too, that you unlock after you go through the right. program to like, and you can do it with your kids. Like you can listen totally. to them and show them the process and kind of learn this as a skill for yourself too, because all of those feelings that you're having about like, well, what if I want this? Or what if I need this? Or I really like this or mm-hmm. friend gave this to me or my, my, you know, grandma gave this to me, right. Your kids feel those same things. Yeah. The one thing that they probably don't have is like, I wasted so much money on this. Right. Um, but they have all of those same feelings. And so I think if parents, if you, if you do it for yourself first, you, you can have a lot more empathy. Mm-hmm. Well, and also that. your kids depending on their ages, will have been aware of you doing it over the four weeks for yourself. Yes. They, like they'll have seen you doing it and they'll have seen just the general house feeling better. Mm-hmm. So I actually really like how you structured it because you start so, uh, easy, I'll say easier yeah. um, with the small stuff, the kitchen and the bathroom, that type of thing. Right. And then you yeah. get in, like you go deeper into the emotional stuff down the road. And that's, it's very smart because you get used to it. You feel the small wins and then you kind of start wanting that for yourself, you know, yeah. and so you're willing to take on the bigger and bigger tasks and the, the harder yes. and harder tasks. That's awesome. Yes. And on the same note for the kids. So one of the things that I do too, cause I'm all about community twice a month, we have co-decluttering sessions that we mm-hmm. start 20 has opened up this can of worms for us to do everything. Yeah. Really. Um, but twice a month we get together on zoom. I have a decluttering playlist and we just declutter together. And it's so funny because the kids listen to the music and the videos are on and the moms are in the back, like doing their thing and the kids are dancing and, but they're, they're seeing it happen, which I think right. is so important because that's, I think probably one of the biggest reasons that get, that moms get hung up on not decluttering is because we have kids. They're always around, especially in 2020, mm-hmm. but we do it. Um, and I, I hope to make it feel attainable and doable and even, a positive experience for the whole family. <laughs> awesome. Um, long-term. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's such, such valuable advice. And I, I absolutely recommend for everybody. I'll include all the links for everything in the show notes. Cause I want people to check it out. And we're going to have you as one of our presenters in the mom camp ignite membership, which is coming yes. up. So super excited about that. Um, okay. So I have some questions that I ask everybody and I would love to hear your answers. So uh, first one, 
How do you define balance for yourself and your family? Or do you have a position on balance? Some people don't exist, don't believe it exists, you know, that type of thing. Okay. I do believe balance is a thing that we strive for. And all it is, is being able to do the things that you want to do and the things that you need to do. Mm. And once I decluttered, I found that was very easy to do all of a sudden yeah. thing that had to be done was taken care of. And I had time to do the things that I want to do. That's a great, great definition. I love it. Okay. Now I know you have gym equipment in your downstairs. So <laughs> yeah. do you make time for self-care and what does that look like for you? Yes, I do. Um, honestly, my business is a lot of my self-care mm-hmm. create, and I love to be around community. Um, the gym is mostly my husband's form of self, oh, okay. but I do use it. And it is really important for me to stay like physically fit and physically active. And mm-hmm. this is actually our goal since forever to have a home gym so that we could work out with our kids, um, and kind of model that. Yeah. Um, yeah, my business, I like to take naps. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, that would be my form of self-care. Love it. And, Decluttering is actually self-care for me too. A hundred percent. It's totally driving me insane and I need to fix it. So, well, and you feel better. You are taking care of yourself in the, yeah. your definition of self-care. You're taking care of yourself and you feel better yeah. afterwards. So that's awesome. Yes. All right. What this, this may be going back to the entire topic, but what is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom? This is good. Um, I would have to say that my biggest lesson as a mom is that I am, I'm still somebody outside of a mom, Mm. which is the hardest thing for me. Um, and when we got to Florida, it, like I said, I thought it was the beach. I thought it was right. And that was definitely part of it, but I also had so much time and energy to be like, I, the kids needs are met, like going back to that needs and wants are Mm -hmm. all needs are met. The practical logistical life stuff is met. And now I also have room to like, go do the things that I want to do. And I don't have to feel bad about it because like literally all of the things are getting their time and energy, how they need it. And my marriage improved. So I was feeling good about that. And um, I think that is the biggest lesson is like, you don't like motherhood is not synonymous with (laughs) being overwhelmed and losing yourself. And Mm -hmm. yes, every time you have a baby, you lose it for a little bit, but then it comes back. Um, but that's, that's not meant to be your whole existence. So I think that's the biggest lesson is that it's, it's okay to be something outside of a mom and to kinds of things outside of a mom. That's amazing. I love it. That's so true. Such a good one. All right. How can our listeners connect with you? Where are all the places you hang out online, your community, all the things? Yeah. Um, so motherhoodsimplified.com is the hub. You can Mm -hmm. find the link to the Facebook group, which is the main platform that I do everything on. There's, I think right now there's about 21,000 moms. Holy Um, cow. Yes. So that would be um, the place to go. Yeah. And that's a free group. Yes. Awesome. I am on Instagram. I'm learning it. I don't really understand how community works on Instagram. So that's been my hangout. (laughs) Yeah. Community's not as big a thing on Instagram for sure. Yeah. It's not. Um, and then I have a podcast. So those are the main things, but you can find it all at motherhoodsimplified.com. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you. I am excited to be connected to you and what I will or what we will be doing together as part of my membership and bringing you more into the the um, to my audience and all of that. So I'm super excited to be connected with you. Thank you, Shelly. Shout out to Shelly for, yeah, for connecting us. <laughs> so and thank you. I'm oh, sorry, go on. I was sorry, I'm just so excited too to like be a part of your community and get to know everybody in your space too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it is camp is a pretty cool community and I'm, I'm super pumped for what it's growing into as well. So thank you for being here. It is awesome to talk to you and uh, more to come. Yes. Thank you. Do you ever feel like you've lost your spark a little there's overwhelm. There are so many obligations. You're overseeing all of the things. Mom life is awesome, but it's also exhausting. And sometimes you feel like you can't get any space for yourself. Does that sound familiar? Well, it is time to reignite that spark. It's time to reignite your energy, your health, your confidence. It's time to reignite your life. And that is why I am so excited to introduce to you Mom Camp Ignite. It is a monthly membership with a private platform where you have access to incredible experts. We're going to have monthly calls where they're going to teach us about topics directly related to mom life. We're going to be talking about stress management. We're going to be talking about decluttering, body positivity, sexual health, all of the things that can help us live our very best lives. We're also going to have personal development opportunities, inspiration, weekly mindset check-ins and support, and monthly virtual happy hours. But it is more than that. It is a community. In this season, it can feel pretty isolating and the loneliness can be real. We need our village around us. Mom Camp Ignite is a community of incredible moms just like you, there to support each other through the challenging times of mom life and to celebrate our wins. It's going to be awesome and I really hope to see you there. You can go to momcamplife.com slash ignite for all the details. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.